1: Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220
2: KDOW. Good morning, welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's Plenty of headlines out there. Breaking Bad wins top prize Emmy awards last night. Probably the best moment: Will Ferrell bringing his kids out, saying that he got too busy, couldn't find keepers for the kids. Yeah, it's cute, right? But let's talk about um the headlines today. BlackBerry down again today, following a big plunge on Friday, they seem to be dead, right? Sizable quarterly loss, 40% staff reduction, company in distress, JCPenney is seeking ways of raising more money, retailers met with banks in recent weeks about some fundraising options. That's never a good thing. So those two stories to start. BlackBerry cutting 40% of staff in distress. Losing billions of dollars. JC JCPenney's stressed. Trying to raise money. Those aren't good stories to start Monday with. Meese Nike and Goldman Sachs joining the Dow Jones Industrial Average replacing Alcoa Bank of America and Hewlett Packard. Um, that happens today... I think at the end of the day, I'm not sure. News Corp reported a fiscal profit. Yay. Um, after the separation from the unit known as 21st Century Fox, quarterly numbers are somewhat on the murky side. News Corp is same revenues about $2.13 billion. It's unclear if that compares with estimates. There's just not a lot of data out there on the split Citigroup saw a significant drop in trade in revenue during the quarter. Papers citing people familiar with conversations. Microsoft expected to unveil a new model of its Surface tablet today. Does anyone care? Um, Apple sold 9 million iPhones on the first weekend. A record for Apple. Much higher than expectations. Their new iPhone models are... Less durable than Motorola's Moto X, according to warranty provider, Square Trade. Does anyone really care? I'm not sure. All I know is that I know people with cracked screens, and that is what it is. To me, it's ghetto to have a cracked screen. You've got to go out and replace it. B and t and t They said they lost $772 million tax dispute with the IRS. A judge ruled that the transaction was an economically meaningless tax shelter, Banks and its value and its legal options going forward. So we've got kind of a day news so far, right? Did I start off good? Did I start off A? Okay. Um, so Apple's trading higher. Citigroup suffered a significant drop in trading revenue drag on its earnings. Those are two big stories, kind of some subtle side stories. Angela Merkel won her bid for reelection election in Germany, but she didn't win an absolute majority. That has raised some questions on whether or not she'll become a little more left. So, hmm. PMI, out of the Eurozone, positive in Germany and France. Um good numbers, not great numbers, so depending on what side of the fence you're on, you're either positive or negative on that. I know you're saying, Wow, there's that much going on. Wanna talk more Emmys? I don't. I don't. SP five hundred down seven. <laughs> Dow down to nine. Nasdaq down 12. Gold's down $9. Wow, everything's lower today. Oil's down a buck. Euros trading lower. 10 year treasury sits at 2.72%. DC budget showdown. Ugly. Familiar. Avoidable? Probably not. Rare display right now of. uh, What's going on? The U.S. Senate, you know, passed a a big vote on helium. I know you're saying helium. That's right. So we're trying to get Congress on the page of figuring out the budget deficit, budget ceiling going forward. You know, similar showdown in 2011. Will it happen again? the world didn't end. Some people thought it would. Will it mean that, you know, sequester continues on? Kind of, yeah, maybe. Will we blow up the system to fix the system? Will there be serious consequences? I don't think anyone thinks so. So this is kind of what we're looking at. Carl Icahn says the market's overvalued yeah I get that. you know you kind of need that voice to tell us. sure I get it. Hey, did I mention it's Christmas season? Woo Walmart said they're gonna hire fifty five thousand temporary staff for the holiday season. Yeah. right? These stories aren't exactly pushing the needle. Walmart's going to hire 55,000 temporary staff to work in the stores in the United States during the holiday season. So they're expected to grow at a slower pace this year. I think that's what we got going. The consumers remain cautious. So it's not going to be the greatest Christmas ever. How does it make you feel? Should you swoon? Should you panic? I don't know. Get your calls in there. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I think the nine million iPhone story is the biggest story out there. I think the BlackBerry swooning, meh, it's okay. Um, <clears throat> but there's not that much going on, right? Other than that, smoothie blenders dropped to twenty five dollars, sixty percent off. Personal blenders make for a major bargain out there. I know you're saying smoothie blenders. Yeah, a lot of stuff on sale these days. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. that you want to talk about? We could talk about. Um, Kaepernick sell his stock now, or is he undervalued? Right. So that looks kind of ugly yesterday but I'm not going to mention that. Red Hat is a well-known company that many years ago people said they're going to put Microsoft out of business. That didn't quite happen, but maybe it did in a back-end kind of way with Google. So Red Hat is one of those publicly traded companies, a lot like Oracle, like Microsoft, again showing us that there's a lot of options out there. There's a lot of big data buzz As far as who's going to store it, what the relationships going to be, companies, um, you know, like a Red Hat are trying to stake some space in big data going forward. Hewlett Packard, VMware, you know, growth is always a concern for old tech companies trying to reinvent themselves, and big data seems to be the big story. Which calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back.
1: For the winners and losers on Wall Street, visit Rob Black's YouTube... Rob Black online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I guess the one thing that we can look at from last night's Emmys. Mark the first for Netflix. They saw their house of cards, political drama, snag, best director. No, it didn't really clean up for the show. But it did, in some way, shape, or form, tell us that, you know, hey, we are watching media in a totally different way than we ever have before. We're watching it on our phones. We're watching it on our pads or tablets. You know, will Netflix create a stable of programming that looks and feels like HBO or Showtime? Dexter did last night. I think it ended with a meh more so than a wow. Stock of Netflix has gotten relatively full valued. But again, it it tells us, you know, Netflix is going to raise prices. We know that. Will it happen in the next couple of years? Will they keep that incredibly low seven ninety nine a month? That's half of what HBO charges. Probably not. So, you know, it's a pretty robust service that you could park your kids in front of in lieu of having a babysitter. Watch, t- go watch TV, Junior. Junior, go watch TV, Junior. Um, so last week was like the week of maybe Grand Theft Auto Five and the billion dollars fastest ever to get there in revenue. Is this week going to be the House of Cards? Oh my God, we're watching media in a different level. Probably not. BlackBerry bought a private jet months before layoffs. A pricey private jet. And again that shows you know, like Apple wants to make this huge headquarters and you're like, why? Troubled smartphone group uh player BlackBerry confirmed it took delivery of a private jet in July months before it announced thousands of job cuts. Yeah, you know, there's no doubt that um company executives make huge mistakes. Huge mistakes. You know, BlackBerry once dominated the smartphone market. You get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We've got the Dow down 29, the NASDAQ down 12, the SP 500 down 7. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton, NewFocusFinancial.com, host of New Focus on Wealth, here from 1 to 2, Monday through Fridays on KDOW 1220. Email. Emails popular way to ask questions that are on your mind. Uh, drop me an email or chat an email, Chad at newfocusfinancial.com to get your email read on this segment. Monica, it's nice to get an email from a female. Is three years safe money enough? If three years of uh, three years of down market, you empty three years of cash. Can you need another one to two years of cash to wait while recovering?
3: Yeah. So. Monica's obviously listened. There've been to our yeah. events where I always preach: you got to have three years worth of portfolio draws in cash when you get to retirement. Because where I came up with that is that looking at the market when I got in the business, you know, over 20 years ago, notice that the, there's only been a couple of times when I first got in business once where the market was negative for three years in a row. So you realize that cash is king during those periods of time. You got to get through those periods. Right. But the peak to the trough back to the peak tends to take 5 to 7 years. Okay. So, that's a good question. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So what you have to do is say, okay, at the end of the 3 years, if the market's fallen 3 years in a row, how do you get through the rest of the period of time? Well, you have to have enough dividend yield and interest yield on your portfolio to feed your cash while you're going through that peak to to trough to to the top. So you you have to do things in retirement like bonds bond, or bond alternatives so you have enough yield in your portfolio. If you invest correctly, your portfolio is yielding enough so that your cash would actually last five years in a scenario like that. At the same time, you need to invest in some of the alternative products out there. There's things like structured note CDs where you can get a portion of the upside of the market without the downside risk. So it's a kind of an in-between stocks and bonds. Um, so that you know within you know, five to six years that you've got another year's worth of income coming due to get you through a, a period of like you know, 2007 to about end of 2012 where it was peak to trough back to peak. So you really have to hedge five to seven years' worth of income, and the three years of expenses is just the start to doing that.
2: Okay, but it's a good question in, in large part because um, I guess you know, there's nothing really certain, and she's trying to get a little bit more worst-case scenario. Which I like the way she's thinking.
3: Yeah, because people want to retire and be able to sleep knowing that they have a plan in place to get through. Seventy percent of the time, we're just dealing with market highs and good periods. Thirty percent of the time, real scary in retirement. Let's go to another email question. You can email Chad at newfocusfinancial dot com. That's
2: Chad at newfocusfinancial dot com. What's the best way to manage your home? Should I pay off my mortgage or keep? Should I sell it? My home when? Okay, so pay off the mortgage or keep the mortgage? Yeah and sell the home when. Pull out your real estate crystal ball, and don't forget to turn on the um, the earthquake indicator.
3: Oh, the earthquake indicator. Okay, hold on a second. All right, it's on. So, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I don't know when, but it's coming. Well, um, a safe answer. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the deal. You have to look at it a couple of different ways. First of all, carrying a mortgage makes a lot of sense to maximize every single dollar, but you also have to deal with how some people feel about money. And sometimes it's really important to people to have their home paid off. And it's not about maximizing every dollar. It's the mental aspect that this is what I want, this is what I desire, do I have enough tools to do that? And in this case, the tool is money, right? Mm-hmm. So some people, that's really, really important. At the same time, too, let's say you talk to somebody in their you know, 15 years into their 30-year mortgage, and they're not paying much interest anymore so that mortgage isn't resulting in a lot of income tax deductions. And that same person has a lot of cash on the sidelines or they're overweight in bonds. So what they have to say is, okay, you know, if I pay off this mortgage, which I'm not getting much of a tax deduction for anymore, will I still be able to itemize deductions? If the answer is yes, then sometimes that's a good use of your excess cash or your excess weighting to bonds to pay that off. Um, So in terms of having to sell the house, you you need to know well in advance whether or not you're going to have to sell your house to have a successful retirement. Ten years in advance, because you don't want to be putting your house...
1: Welcome
2: back in Let's head to break 800-516-1220 It's 800-516-1220 me an email rob at robblack.com It's rob at robblack.com Take a break here I'll come right back
1: Eight hundred four injury for the Kavara Law Firm, trusted personal injury attorneys with a proven record. Twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio station.
2: Holy Mexican Grill ticker symbol CMG is the out there saying they're offering some coffee in some of the restaurants, or they're offering coffee at some of the restaurants. La Colombe. Coffee is a sophisticated coffee roaster. If Chipotle expands this, would it be competition for Starbucks? Would it be competition for McDonald's? Probably. You get the idea that it's incredibly competitive. Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's obviously all want a share of what Starbucks does so well. Starbucks wants a share of what McDonald's does well. You know, The whole breakfast format versus coffee format. It just shows that there's a lot of innovation, tons of competition in fast food. Joining me now, Domingo Guerra. Domingo Guerra. Domingo, did I get your name close to correct?
4: Yeah, pretty good. So tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Uh, president co-founder of Apthority? Apthority. Apthority? Why so tough to pronounce, right? In <laughs> well, this day and age, everyone's... A so tell us a little bit about AppThority.
4: So we started AppThority in early 2011. We saw the mobile wave coming into the enterprise and the workforce. Um, people stopped wanting to use their BlackBerry that was corporate assigned, and instead they wanted to bring an iPhone or an Android to work. And it's a movement called BYOD or, or Bring Your Own Device. Sure. That with BYOD we also started seeing Bring Your Own Apps, and that really caused a lot of concerns inside the enterprise especially from a security and privacy perspective. Unlike traditional software where IT would get a chance to review and vet the software before installing it on computers, on our phones, we're really demanding what we install on our our phones ourselves. So as consumers, we purchase apps and we download apps on our phones and tablets, but a lot of these apps are not always corporate-grade and don't always handle corporate data correctly. So we came into the enterprise to help how companies make decisions as to which apps to allow or not, and we give them tools that help them analyze these apps automatically, set policy to protect employees, but also to protect corporate data.
2: So obviously, this is big business, uh, and again, kind of the angle that you're going at is that people have their iPhones, they want to use their iPhones at work, but the corporate environment, not necessarily Apple-friendly. It used to be Dell-friendly, but that's changing a lot. Um, You're seeing more and more corporations roll out what the consumer wants. Um, What's the big problem with these apps? Um, Is it that they slow the network? Is it they're virus-oriented? Is it not data-protected? What's the big issue with bringing your own apps to work?
4: Well, a lot of times it's around monetization of these apps. So the developers have to make money. They're spending a lot of time building the apps and sending out updates on the apps as well, so they provide the content. As consumers, we want to get the app for free, or at most, pay 99 cents, and expect the app to have content for life. But it's not a very fair model, if you will, for the developers. So in a way, then they have to find a way to monetize, and they often do that by sharing user data with the ad networks or advertising networks on the apps. So sometimes we see pop-up in ads, sometimes we just see targeted ads. Sometimes we don't see anything, but we know that our data is being collected in the background. And this data is is sold, um, shared with third parties, and then monetized that way. Now, when that happens on a personal device, maybe it's not a big deal. If someone takes our calendar or someone takes our address book. But when this happens in people that work in companies or organizations or the government, then it's not just me sharing my address book or me sharing my calendar. It could be me sharing my corporate address book or corporate calendar. And that often has information about meetings we're going to have, maybe the subject of the meeting, some notes from the previous meeting there. For the corporate address book perspective, it'll share the phone numbers and emails from everyone in the company that's linked to my device. So that causes an increase in spam as well. And then sometimes apps can read email or read uh, documents stored on the device. And that's another risk for sharing corporate confidential data as well.
2: So how does your technology work? How does it seamlessly make everything smooth so that corporations feel good?
4: So at a very high level, we're providing an X-ray into each app automatically. Okay. So we take a binary file, which is the, the app file, uh, the actual app itself. We're able to take it apart and do static analysis, which is looking through the code for issues there. We then do dynamic analysis, which means running the app on instrumented emulators. So we have virtual devices, virtual phones and tablets to run the app and see how it behaves. And finally, we do behavioral analysis, which is running a set of predetermined tests to see if the app behaves differently. So An example is we can give it a different um, zip code or a different location and see if the app will behave differently in different markets. And we're able to test the apps that way, produce a profile, and then let our customers know what these apps can do and decide whether or not they want to use them. So IT could go in and write policy and say, I don't want my executives to be location tracked, or I don't don't want the sales force to communicate without encryption, or I don't want anyone sharing the corporate address book. And then we filter these apps onto the employee devices that way.
2: Speaking with Domingo Guerra, a little bit about mobility and security issues with apps going forward. Is mobility, in your opinion, it really happened fast. The desktop kind of, I'm not going to say died, but mobility, we are tied towards it forever going forward, correct?
4: Absolutely. And and really the way we consume software is changing a lot as well. Even the desktop's declining, even laptops are declining, but new laptops don't even have CD drives or CD-ROMs anymore because we're expected to download our software. And that model of downloading software really started taking off because of mobile devices and and the app model. So it's really changing the way we view software, it's changing the way software comes into the enterprise, and it's changing the way developers have to think about what to sell. Even large tools like um, Office, for Word, Excel, PowerPoint, now they're selling it individually instead of forcing you to buy all five or six packages at once.
2: Anything else that we need to know about as far as security? Any advice you'd give, like, a friend over a beer on, like, watch out your phone is... Anything that you can give us an insight with?
4: Absolutely. So we did our summer uh, app report where we looked at the top 400 apps. Okay. So free and paid apps across iOS and Android. It was pretty surprising that free apps, we expected to have more privacy concerns since the user doesn't pay for the app. So then the developer has to monetize by sharing their data. But even with paid apps, we saw very large content of ad networks within the apps, of in-app purchases. Um, so from that sense, when, when people aren't careful, they can end up pay- purchasing content within the app, even in an app they thought was free. Some of the top grossing apps also happen to be the top famous free apps, just because they allow you to purchase apps individually. But the key takeaways were just the percentage of apps that can share your data. So we need to make sure that when we install apps, we're reading the terms and conditions or, or seeing what the app requests from a, term, from a permission perspective. We found almost 80% of apps are able to do this, uh, share, share some, some sort of data, not always with the user's permission. And also, when we do share data, it's not just the developer that gets it, the developer that built the app, it's also the ad networks within the app. So just when we install something on our devices or on our KISS devices, we just need to be careful that it's not just data that we, we thought we were sharing, but it could also be corporate data from the device.
2: Thanks for joining me. That's Domingo Guerra, president and co founder App Authority. You can find him online at appauthority.com. It's appauthority.com. Stanford graduate, obviously working on some big mobile issues. where uh, trying to integrate our life with our business life, so to speak, and the extension that is our hand, i.e., our cell phone these days. To get your calls in there, it's 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Probably a couple of the big stories of the day, maybe there's three of them. Apple crushes expectations, 9 million iPhones. The over or under was set at 5 million, i.e. their last uh, opening weekend. So 9 million is pretty impressive. Now, again, their addressable audience is getting bigger year over year. And they do manage this incredibly well. it's um, so 9 million. Pretty impressive. Microsoft reveals the Surface 2. It's the latest attempt at an iPad killer. Does anyone believe that it's really going to be an iPad killer? Um, Intel has a new chip that's going to be in the Microsoft Surface tablet. Surface Pro has 75% battery life improvement over the Surface. Battery life improvement is kind of like the big issue these days. Graphic performance, maybe a little less so than... Headlines would suggest, but improve 50%. Um, Super lightning fast. Does the Surface change the game in your demand for Apple products? You know, I'd be ignorant if I said absolutely positively no one's going to make a decision based on, you know, a tablet price. But, of course, people will. With that said, does it slow the cool factor of Apple and what would be referred to as um, stylish buzz points? Maybe um, I don't think it does. It's you know I, I'm seeing the Surface Two blog right now and how great this tablet is and. You get more angles, blah, blah, blah. Like, it just—it doesn't jump to me as the next generation device that I have to have. With that said, is that fair? Ugh. Oh. Tried to relax this weekend and watch a little World War Z. Am I officially old? Because I didn't get it. SP500 down to 7, the Dow down 40, NASDAQ down 11. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. On the Wall Street Business Network. The people of the
1: city. Ooh, I don't need your counsel now. The is $99 for activation. Plus, call now, and installation is free. Call 1 800 236 7081. That's 1 800 236 7081.
2: Angela Merkel remains in power, but loses former coalition partner. Germany was kind of in the news this weekend. I know everyone wants to talk 49ers. Is Kaepernick overrated? A game that was kind of a must-win if they're going to put together any sort of streak this year. Hmm. Just looking a little bit like maybe 2014. I know you're saying you're calling that early. I know I do that. That's kind of in my nature. China's manufacturing PMI post best reading since April. Apple revenues is near the high end of expectations following record phone sales. Bank shares are pressured amidst Financial Times reports indicating Citigroup has suffered a decline in third quarter trading revenue. We're seeing the markets Honestly, having just a great year. So, on a day by day basis, I'm going to feel silly breaking some of this up. SP 500 is down 8, the Dow is down 51, the NASDAQ down 17, the 10 year Treasury sits at 2.71, gold down $3 an ounce sitting at 1329, oil at $103 a barrel. And the same stories seem to hit us again and again and again. I think the Subtext of last night's Emmy is where House of Cards was even nominated, tells you the world is changing in the way we consume media. So that ties into Grand Theft Auto V. Oddly enough, my board op, number eight, as I referred to him, because I've had eight in two and a half, three years, eight different board ops, um, he was sick Thursday and Friday, and I don't think there's any coincidence tied towards the notion that Grand Theft Auto 5 was out Thursday and Friday last week, and it took over a billion dollars in the first week. Young men everywhere are waking up this Monday morning and learning, oh my God, my girlfriend left me <laughs> after having submerged themselves in five straight days of playing Grand Theft Auto a A billion dollars in its first week. That's more than any movie released this year except for Iron Man 3, which happens to be the fifth highest movie of all time. So, Grand Theft Auto V is non trivial as much as we want to make it trivial and go, oh, it's just a video game. It's a cultural event now. It's not a big stretch to think that people who didn't go to the movies this summer, you know, saying, eh. Who wants to see the Lone Ranger? Who wants to see Iron Man? You know, good guy shoots, bad guy, bad guy dies, bad guy. Like, I want the good guy bullets, not the bad guy bullets, because bad guy bullets always seem to mess. Right? Keep in mind that with a Grand Theft Auto V, you get probably a good 100-plus hours out of it. So 60 buck retail price, you start factoring in how much you pay per hour, and it's not a lot. You know, a movie like Iron Man 3, when it's said and done, you're out of there in two and a half hours. You know, the usage of video games for the entertainment dollar is just going to keep the game and maybe even resell the game. I don't know. It's worthy of throwing out there that I, I feel a blockbuster fatigue, not so much in video games, but in movies, And I think that's something Hollywood needs to pay attention to. Uh Good guy shoots bad guy, bad guy dies. You know, like, I now no longer need to ever see another movie, because I think I've seen them all, right? Last week, Pandora was thought to be brought to its knees. iOS 7 comes out, and it's got iTunes Radio, which it's getting glorious reviews. Pandora shares down. How far down will they go? Back when it was announced, iTunes Radio, the stock fell apart, only to rally aggressively since then. The Grim Reaper awaits Pandora. It's up 50% in September. So the online DJ, Pandora, they got a favorable court ruling last week that pulled us kind of a quick one on Wall Street. Weren't you supposed to fall apart? And then they did a secondary that suddenly was well met. So they're they're cash a plenty. So Apple has a iTunes radio version that's cheaper, commercial free. Which is an advantage. It's easier to hook up and buy music with Apple because 500 million people have their credit cards stored at iTunes. But Pandora kind of started this race in first with 70 million users. So Apple's going to have to play catch-up. Pandora, in theory, might have a better algorithm, but we don't really care about algorithms, do we? Pandora has a wider distribution. Available on Apple devices, PCs. You know. It's also available you know, via uh, Apple devices and Google device. Blackberry vehicle dashboards. Pandora also seems to be the more sophisticated of the two, offering lyrics, band histories, and analyzing musical components. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about Chipotle testing coffee. We can talk about the Surface too. Is it cool or not? Apple shares are jumping on the day that BlackBerry shares continue to be left for dead. I think the big story of October is the budget showdown coming up. It feels avoidable and yet unavoidable all at the same time. Does that cause the market to crack? I don't know. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Get your calls in there. It's Rob Black Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network.
3: Control internet usage in my office.
1: Content filtering, application control, and malware protection with no per user fees. Available on Free Business Network.
2: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial money invested more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Airline profits. I don't know if you've been on an airline recently. I do a couple business trips a year. Not many. I'm not that much of a business traveler at my old age as I used to be. But with that said, airline profits worldwide up 7.9%. No, no, no. 7.9% lower than expected. Which is surprising, right? Because you get on an airline these days, and they're packed. And, like, you take a flight into nowhere, and it's expensive. You take a flight into a big city, and it's still pricey. So airline profits expected to be $11.7 billion. Less than expected. And, again, that does that fly? In the face of conventional wisdom? I don't know. You know, when you take a look at the year-over-year, year, it's a 58% jump from $7.4 billion in profits. But lower than expected, that's all very intriguing to start thinking about. You know, um, I always look at real estate as I'm happy if it goes up, but I don't expect it to. And historically, it's gone up. So when you see numbers like this, you kind of get that same feeling of,
1: "Wow,
2: whoa, it's nice. It's not as nice as it could be, but it's still nice. So Syria is causing higher oil prices. Netflix was well represented last night at the Emmy Awards. You Patrick Harris was the host, and at one point in time, he's like, "Hey, your TV's not TV anymore. We're watching on our, our phone," and that was subtle, and yet right on. I mean, that's the, that's the fact, Jack. We're consuming media differently. So Netflix is incredibly cheap, seven ninety nine a month. We spent over a hundred million dollars bringing House of Cards to get one Emmy Award guest is nice. It is a landmark. You know, HBO. I remember in the early days of cable television, it was broadcast as it was. You know, noted like, "Hey, it's it's like getting perfect picture without an antenna." I know. Most of us grew up. If you're over 35, in an era where there was antenna television, right? The idea of paying for TV. It was actually cable TV was brought to us with the promise of you don't have to, no more commercials. And that changed very, very quickly. Apple crushed expectations. They sold over 9 million phones on the opening weekend. Everyone's blown away by this number. I know you're saying, I'm not blown away by that number. Well, you're not everyone. You're a freak. Apple's up $17 today on the news, so at $484 a share, up 3.7%. That's pretty. That's a pretty impressive move. Now, you can go back and say, well, there used to be $500, $600, $700 a share. No doubt. The death knell has sounded for BlackBerry. Is that Apple's win? Yeah, of course it is. Is that Google's win? Yeah, of course it is. Will Google and Apple eventually fall by the wayside and be replaced by someone younger and hipper? Probably. I own shares of Apple. Please note that uh, when I say they defy skeptics, I'm saying they literally defy skeptics. So now we look at the second half of 2013 and say, how many phones can they sell going into the holiday season? Less than 100 days till Christmas. Less than 100 days till Christmas are your honey-baked ham now. So uh, Apple announced it sold 9 million iPhone 5Cs and 5Ss over the weekend. Isn't this life nice? not that pig any differently other than saying that's impressive? Teacher calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800 I don't think any of the other stories out there are all that great today or all that important to, like, beat into the ground. Carl Icahn says the market's overvalued. There's some reality to that statement that's true. Unless we get earnings growth, he's correct. Larry Ellison and his Oracle and his Sailing, there's some lawsuits being thrown at him now saying that, hey, he's focused too much on Sailing, not enough on his company. Um, Larry Ellison was positive recently as he kicked off the annual Open World Conference with huge remarks, debuting Oracle's new in-memory database product. It's kind of on turn tepid revenue growth around. He's the third richest American. Um, he's battling for the America's Cup right now, and people are like, hey... Focus on your new product. Don't focus on your sailing. Uh, In memory data is easier to access when checking it for a specific query data set compared to disk storage. I know you're saying that's nerdy. It is nerdy. Trust me, and I know that. Um, Incremental improvements make Microsoft Surface Tablet 2, which was debuted today, better. The go-to-market strategy is going to determine its success. Microsoft launches next generation of Surface and Surface Pro devices. and You can do a splash media event here, splash media event there, hardware, software. And all they're really doing is incrementally improving it, right? The struggling Surface tablet hasn't disappeared from the lineup despite poor uptake and Microsoft's $900 million financial write-down. So instead of going away, it comes out with version 2. That's one of the problems that Microsoft has. They throw a lot of money trying to stay relevant. There's a lot of hype around the 7-inch or 8-inch Windows devices. Um, There's no radical rethinking here. You know, the new Surface 2 has been designed to look a little different from its, I guess you would say, spiritual cousin, the Surface Pro. It's got some colors tied towards it. It's got a beefier inside, some very industrial design tied towards it as well. The Surface Pro 2 starts at $900. Now, is that going to make you give up that iPad? Probably not. I don't know. You know, it's all about branding and go-to-market strategy. Uh, I know some people who've used the Surface Tablet and they swear by it. I I can't get that excited. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of excited, Super Bowl price. How much is it for one ticket? The highest price seats. Twenty six hundred dollars for one seat. Okay, no, no, that's insulting, right? But how about for a Booth, you want a luxury suite at the Super Bowl? It's going to be cold. It's going to be in New Jersey this year, outdoors. Half a million dollars for a suite. I'll pass and watch it on TV. They should pay me to come to their events, right? It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. So are you with me or are you against me? You have to choose a side. This is a civil war. Grand Theft Auto 5. Someone's playing it. Did you? Do you know someone who did? I would be interested to hear your opinion. Carl Icahn says the market's overvalued. That's one of those... Duh. After a four and a half plus year rally, five year rally, I guess, at this point in time. I need to update my stats, eh? Um, it's going to leave us a little overextended. There's no doubt about it. We're waiting for demand. We've had the rally based on valuation. We've had the rally based on cheap money. We've had the rally based on the United States is the best market over foreign markets. Now, what's the next level of the rally? We need demand. And it's going to be back half of the year. Does it form or does it not? Apple sold over 9 million devices in the first week, and so we're paying attention to that story. That stock's up big today on that news. Get your calls in the air. It's 800 1220 It's 800 1220 Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So far, so good for the month of September. So far, so good for the year 2013. thirteen. S p 500 today, though, is down 11. The Dow's down 75. The NASDAQ down 23. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. Chad specializes in retirement issues, financial planning issues. Um, These are issues that are kind of intense, expense planning for retirement income. What's the best way to go out trying to figure out cash flow projections and taxes and insurance and inflation? All things that are almost like dirty words Mm -hmm. to people who want to live in in the moment and not necessarily think about these big issues coming down the road.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a whole webinar on the website, New Focus Financial, that you can watch from your own home, and I go through the cost of retirement, all, this, all the ways that you have to calculate. It. I mean, first the first thing is, it's not rocket science, it's called sitting down with a spreadsheet and tracking your expenses for a while to get a clear idea of what you spend on utilities and all the things to keep the lights on, but then focusing on what you want retirement to be like, what's going to get you out of bed, okay. keep you motivated, what your routine is, the gym, the golf course, tennis, whatever it is, and find out what all those costs are Realize that your travel costs are probably going to increase. Realize that you might be helping kids and grandkids more and putting that all into play and then saying, okay, here's my income need. Here's my accounts that I own, my IRAs that haven't been taxed, my low-cost basis stock, my high-cost basis stock. What's your individual taxes? I mean, it takes some hard work to really dial it down to make sure the final, you know, what you, do you really have enough to retire? In your 20s and 30s, you're saving 10 to 15% of pay, knowing that you'll probably be okay if you do that. But before you pull the trigger and retire, you've got to know, am I really on track? Now, we got on the website, there's also the how long will it last PDF that you can download. Okay. That shows you, it says, okay, it, su- it assumes that every year you draw more, 3% more for inflation. And you can clearly look and say, if I'm earning 6% on my money and I'm pulling out 6% a year, it'll tell you how long your money's going to last. And so you can at least get a basic idea once you've sat down and done your expenses and your tax calculations and your health care costs. I really
2: don't think most people, and I'll give you an example in my life. um, I don't think most people have the ability to do that, Chad. Um, Family member... Or the time. Or the time. Or the getting it close. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a family member who just inherited some money. New car's already been bought for $60,000. Yep. Um, On top of that, new new Mac for a 70-year-old plus woman who... Probably doesn't need all the computing power of a new Mac. Um, and yet, some of these expenditures are starting to add up fast. Right, right. So, um, what do we need to know when we do inherit some chunk of change? What's or just have
3: any kind of a windfall. Windfall? Um, don't do anything for a long period of time, because it can take some counseling. Some people, Rob, have a mental block and feel like they should be broke, no matter what their situation is. Uh, you know, I, When I was really, really young in the business, I, I had a... I had a neighbor that got seven hundred thousand dollars from a Fenfen case and Fenfen the medication. Yeah. Diet medication that caused heart problems. You know, and I tried to get him get her to invest over and over and all of a sudden new cars. Kids had new cars. The house was being remodeled. They bought another house. She let her son move in rent free to this house. He's having parties destroying it. And sure enough, ran into one of the daughters, you know, about fifteen years later and mom's broke. Seven hundred thousand dollars gone. Because some people have this mental thought that they don't deserve it or they shouldn't have it, and they make really quick decisions, they feel like anxious, there's, there's nothing that you should be investing in that, that's going to go away right now. Anybody that's giving you that fire sale kind of a notion that you have to do something right now, don't work with them. When you look at a bucket list,
2: um, I do something kind of similar with a Christmas list every year. Mm-hmm. I come up with a list of 10 people that I love and care about and that I want to get gifts for, and then I cross... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten off the list. <laughs> so, and I only get gifts for the top three people. Yep. And that's my way of keeping in with my budget um, and not get because Chad, you don't care. You just
3: buy bunt cakes for everybody, right? You and me,
2: or the two of us know each other well, and you don't care. I get you a gift. You just want me to have a beer with you on occasion and, yeah. and say good job. So we, over, we basically, I'm saying we over gift.
3: It is. I mean, we're kind of at the point where people feel like they're supposed to do it, and if they don't, something wrong with you. I don't. The, I, it could all go away, and I'd be fine with it.
2: And that goes back to the bucket list. I think you should have a bucket list of things you want to do, but I think you should keep the cost down as well, and not yeah. just you know, go wild. Seniors gone wild. What do you think? <laughs> you think Joe Francis is quaking in
3: his boots? Let's do that. I'm sure there's already something like that on the internet. There always is.
2: You know the worst thing I ever saw that just told me the decay in society was bum fights? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty
3: bad. That's pretty bad. There's
2: almost nothing worse
3: than that. There's a whole movie based on that too, like Bum with a Shotgun. No. Yeah. <laughs> bum with a shotgun get, or something like that.
2: I don't get to the movie theaters that you get to. It
3: wasn't a movie. it was like a one of those days where I don't watch that much T V and I was flipping through it and Bum with a Shotgun was on and it was the whole thing started off because of the filming a bum trying to do it's just horrible. That guy should be in jail. Nice. It's CFP Chad Burton. That spot went downhill real quick. It's
2: <laughs> okay. CFP Chad Burton talking retirement issues. These are all issues, and I think that was a real segment with real content. Um, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He alluded to some good downloads of that site, so check it out, newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. Let's see. Do we have time for a quick caller? Let's pull in VJ real quick. Get your question. VJ. what's your question?
4: Eat up morning. Good morning. So uh, I have some uh, money in my personal investment account and, and savings accounts, stuff like that. So I'm thinking whether it's a good time to buy any rental property.
2: Where do you want to buy a rental property? In Cupertino. Okay. I'll answer that when we come back, Vijay. Thanks for the call. I have a hard break. I wanted to squeeze in your call. Vijay wants to know, should you buy rental property at this point in time? It's got money in the bank. And he's thinking about it in Cupertino. You're Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. The state market. Get updates on the Bay Area local markets inventory reports. Oh. to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio station. Welcome in. <clears throat>
2: Excuse me, Rob Black. Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I try to do a show that's digestible by all parties, i.e., people in their 20s, their 30s, and their 50s. We refer to them as the Millennials, Generation Xers. And the baby boomers. Trying to understand how the economy works and how economic cycles happen is important to me. We got a call in the last segment that we teased. It was from VJ about buying a rental in Cupertino. First and foremost, you know, I like stocks, I like bonds, I like real estate. You should be able to say things like that you should be able to say that stocks, bonds, and real estate all have cycles. In the short term, with low cost of money, stocks and real estate can do very, very well. Bonds can as well, but not quite as well because of the low cost of money. Low cost of money makes stocks and real estate more attractive than bonds. So, if you were to look at productivity, if you were to look at debt cycles, short and long term, that's part of the way you would make your bet on should you buy real estate or rental. Would I buy a rental in Cupertino? Yeah. Would I want that return on investment to be realistic? That, too, is a yeah. With a low cost of money, you might be able to put a renter in a lot cheaper than you could have a couple years ago. So it's about location, location, location. What can you get? Would I buy in the worst part of the town? No. It's just not my angle. It's just not my thing. Could you do it? Yes. Can you become a slumlord? Yes. Is being a slumlord where tenants aren't ideal fun? I don't think so. So a lot of questions you have to ask is, can you afford a worst case scenario? And what is your return on investment? A worst case scenario would be you buy rental and it doesn't rent. Another thing to consider is, can you get a return on investment? If you pay a million dollars, it should cash flow 40 to 60,000 minimum. If it can't cash flow positive for what you pay in cash, it ain't worth doing. I would not buy a rental with the hope that real estate prices go higher. My feeling is that real estate prices are due for a break. In large part, the investment world has scooped up a lot of the real estate transactions in the last couple of years and pushed prices higher. As interest rates rise, which no one is expecting a straight-up move in interest rates, but we all are expecting a slight trend higher. As borrowing costs rise, the amount that you're able to purchase goes lower. I understand that the Bay Area has some excruciatingly great wealth. You know, I understand that I bought a home four or five years ago, and I made half a million dollars in appreciation, which is egregious. Do I expect that to always happen? No. Do I expect to hold on to those gains? No. Because at some point in time, the law of, you know, big numbers comes into play. Who could afford that You know, 10% appreciation at this point in time is a lot different than 10% five years ago, a lot different than 30 years ago. When you look at a real estate home, understand that you should be able to afford about two and a half times your salary. So if you and your sugar booger are making 100000 each, you should afford about a $500,000 home. The average Bay Area home goes for a lot more than 500000 at this point in time. That's the average. With that said, would I buy a rental in Cupertino? Sure. I'd rather buy a rental in Cupertino than Hayward. I'd rather buy a rental in Hayward than Stockton. Like, you should be able to prioritize what is important to you. I, to me, Peninsula, because of the jobs. You know, Facebook continually... Hires people to work at their huge offices in Fremont. Well, not in Fremont, but in on the peninsula. They took over the old Sun Microsystems offices, which there's still plenty of parking spaces there. I drive by it on a regular basis, and there's still plenty of parking spaces there, so they're continuing to hire. And as they hire, yeah, a lot of them are being bussed in from San Francisco, a lot of young kids. But young kids eventually meet other young kids, and they make babies. And when they make babies, they say, you know, we can't live in the city anymore because it's too difficult. Thus, we're going to buy a house on the peninsula, or we're going to buy a house just across the bridge. So I get the angle of, you know, buy close to jobs. And with the caller, Cooper Cupertino, clearly you got Apple, Intel. You've got a lot of companies in that general area that aren't going away anytime soon, that have created jobs. So would I do it? Yeah, the answer is yes. Would I expect, you know, egregious appreciation? No. If I can cash flow positive, it yeah. And if I have a diversified portfolio, yeah. So, VJ, if you're just going to own six rentals, you're listening to the wrong show. There's a cheerleader on the station later in the afternoon. If you want a cheerleader who says, buy real estate, only buy real estate. Historically, stocks have outperformed bonds, and historically, bonds have outperformed real estate. Real estate needs that wage inflation to be a true grower. A lot like Wall Street right now needs revenue appreciation to complement their earnings growth that's been in the past tied towards productivity gains. I know, this is so... There was a study out this weekend, or this week, that basically said millennials don't trust buying stocks." It's interesting because I talked to a cabinet maker about this, and I was like, "There's no other option. He needs something to beat inflation. Real estate needs wage inflation. Stock market needs earnings appreciation, or earnings inflation. So we need to see it inflate. We need to see it grow, expand, tie towards revenue growth at this point in time. But there's a whole group of people now who don't believe in stocks because all they saw was the 2000s. That's tragic. There's so many what I refer to as non-savers in our economy. If you have an employer who's doing any sort of matching, take advantage of it. To me, it's tragic, the lack of maximum number of 401Ks. I think it should be mandatory. I'd actually vote for a candidate if they said we're going to do mandatory 401Ks. The after-tax cost of saving $3,000 a year, or 6% of a $50,000 salary, is just $43 a week. So if you're the average person out there who makes 50000 which I think that's the average in America... Give or take a couple thousand on top of that, you know, forty-three dollars a week. What is that? Is that a dinner out? Is it brown bag and lunch? Is it giving up the Joe? So, if you are able to save three thousand dollars a year, it adds up. You know, I factored in with you know everything that I save a year. It's it's crazy. I'm oversaving. But then again, that's going to allow me to take my foot off the gas and appreciate the view. Hopefully, I don't die before that happens. Knowing me, I'll probably die with a lot of money in the bank before I actually get to spend it, if you know what I'm saying. American manufacturing unexpectedly declined, showing again that we've lost our mojo, our momentum in the markets, in the economy. Pinterest. I don't have a Pinterest account. I probably should. I don't. It's not that hip. I don't have any photos that I really want to share with you. Well, I do. I just i am not allowed to for legal reasons. Because let's just say they might be adult photos. Here's Rob's feet. Here's Rob's feet on grass. Here's Rob's feet in Mexico. No one wants to see pictures of my feet. No one so, Pinterest is doing very, very, very well, though, on helping companies drive business to their sites. Chipotle's testing the coffee market. Chipotle's offering uh, some coffee now to go with their breakfast burrito La Colombe, or La Colombe coffee. Microsoft revealed the Surface Chill, latest iPad killer. Meh. Meh. Yes, I think all computers have a commodity feel to them. All computing products do. And yes, it does hurt Apple on some levels, but. Did you hear they sold 9 million phones their first weekend? Super Bowl, $2,600 for one ticket, $500,000 for a 30 seat luxury suite. Which that seems like a deal, huh? Can you imagine paying $500,000 for one event? Yes. I know I'm coming across as that cheap miser. American Airlines and U.S. Airways extend their merger deadline. Basically, uh United States, Department of Justice says, you know, you can't go forward. We're going to see you to stop this because it's anti-competitive. your calls on the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Start early saving for retirement. Hit as much gasoline as you can. And then enjoy the ride later on. But it's going to take you 20, 30, 40 years to do this right. Not 20, 30, 40 days. It's Rob Black and everybody. I'm Rob Black. Talking about all things financial, money, investing, and more on the Wall Street Business Network.